0: Coming up next on The Health Hustle.
1: Make mistakes. Make a lot of mistakes because then you'll know what not to do. There's a lot of people that are so scared of failure that they won't even try. Part of when I consult for a lot of companies, I tell them that, like, that's, to me, failure it's not a bad thing. It really does get this false image of the word failure is just so detrimental. To me, it's just learning. It's just another word for learning. And I fail every day. I pump at stuff all the time because the camera was short now. Uh, I did a whole show, a podcast, and none of the audio got captured. And I was so embarrassed and it was such a good show. And then now I learned from that. So we do sound checks before every episode. You just gotta learn. You gotta fail a lot. It really will build character and it'll help you grow as a person too. And as a company, you know, for companies that are listening, you just bomb, just bomb all the time. It's not the end of the world. There's always a new opportunity around the world.
0: Hey, folks, and welcome to the Health Hustle of Austin, Texas. On the show, we break down the big ideas from your fellow health and fitness entrepreneurs in the Austin, Texas area about how they built their business and the lessons they learned along the way. I'm your host, Corey Hibben, and on this episode, I had a chance to sit down with Josh Job of the Austin Fitness Community. I was super excited about this one because I know Josh has a huge presence here in Austin, but this is actually the first time where he openly shares his story and how he actually built the Austin Fitness Community, and believe me, it's not what you expect. He also gives all the details about Austin's Fit Fest, which is coming up on September 3rd if you are at all involved in the fitness industry in Austin I highly recommend checking it out. If you do end up deciding to attend, definitely hit me up in the DMs. I'd love to see you there. On this episode we get into why he calls starting the Austin fitness community an unplanned pregnancy, what it means to build authentic community, why it is so important to always put the brand first, his experience with doing hard things, getting bullied in high school, why we need people in our lives to be brutally honest with us, how to be a standout with marketing, the future of Austin fitness community, how to enjoy the ride, and so much more. If you haven't already, do us a huge favor and please subscribe and write us a review. This show is about helping health and fitness professionals to build a business that fits your lifestyle by giving us a review. It helps other people find the show and join us on that journey. If you're looking for simple and actionable tips on how to market and grow your health business, click the link in the description and sign up for my three tips Tuesday newsletter. Three tips every Tuesday to help you keep those leads coming. Also, if you need help with your website, go to CoreyHigh.com. Without further ado,
1: let's go. Josh Joe, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I'm good. It's hot one out today. Oh, my it's gosh.
0: Hot. I know. I live two blocks from here, and I was, I was literally holding my arms into an airplane, letting it just arm out the yep. pits. I
1: was just sitting in my car, blasting the AC, jamming out to Kid Rock. Oh. Ba with the
0: Yeah, because I know the intro <laughs> on your podcast has more of a rocker vibe. That's actually
1: my brother. Really? Isn't that nuts? Yeah, he played all those instruments, recorded it, and I said, I'll make that the intro song. Yeah.
0: Do you shout him out about that on the show? Uh,
1: I did um, the Tim Kennedy episode. Mm. I, I told him at the end, like, yeah, that's actually my brother playing that, that music. So, no kidding. Yeah, family's musicians. Do you
0: play that instrument yeah. then? What-
1: I can play drums and piano and harmonica
0: harmonica that feels very southern to me even though you're from idaho i'm from idaho yeah
1: <laughs> no it was um i just like i love blues music like that's one of the things that attracted me to austin is uh like the blues rock here stevie ray vaughn like all that and i always wanted to learn harmonica i just thought it was cool I'd see you guys jamming out and... so yeah i've uh
0: yeah. i just got tuned into a recent band here that's they the, i mean there's a lot of like violins and like really? a lot of like uh string instruments being pushed into some of the music in town here. Mm -hmm. So I found that interesting, but anyways, so let's get into it. So Josh Job, you are obviously host of Austin's fitness community here in town. And uh, so I want to know what was the motivation behind that and how did that even get started?
1: Yeah. So Austin fitness community. So... It's kind of like a, like an unplanned pregnancy. So uh, yeah, that's really how I uh, dub it. So I was, at the time when I moved here, I was working at um, a nutrition store called Complete Nutrition and I had all this pressure on me to have a big Black Friday turnout. Hmm. And so you know, being as business savvy and big into marketing as I am, I was trying to come up with ideas to market our Black Friday sale to new customers, not just get the same repeat ones in. So I was sitting at home and at the time, I worked so much I didn't have a lot of friends. So I was talking to my dad and I was trying to come up with ways. and he was like, get a billboard, do this. And I'm like, I don't have money, I'm like what? So he suggested I have uh, local fitness pages promote our stuff and I looked and there wasn't any. I said, well shit, I'll just start my own. And so I just created this page, called it Austin Fitness Community. I mean, the original logo I made on paint. Like there was no effort. I, I didn't know what I was having. Like it was just gonna be something fun for me. And then uh, I just said, you know, I'll just shout out a couple of my friends and I'll get some followers and then come right around Black Friday. I'll just post all our sales and be done with it. Well, after like two weeks, the page was taken off. I mean, I was getting messages just just by, you know, the dozen and it just kept coming in and Black Friday came and went, it was great. And then um, I started to see the value in what I had. And so I just kept doing it. And you know, all these people wanted shout outs and, I was like, okay, and I was going with that. And then I just simply followed the demand. You know, there were people like, hey, you should get some apparel made. So I had a local um, screen print shop up in Round Rock called Rock Sports. I ordered like 25 shirts and they sold out in like a day. It was actually more like 30 minutes. And back then it was like, just Venmo me and send me your address and I'll send it out to you. And uh, the shirts were terrible. They did not look (laughs) as good as like these ones are now. And then... uh, then I had people saying like hey you should host like a community event you should get like just a bunch of people together and I was working out over at Big Tech's gym and you know I hadn't told anyone I ran that page for years but at this time I told them and I said hey uh, I have this idea would you guys be open to it and they were like yeah like we'll just get some vendors we'll just make it a free day pass for everyone so I did that and like a thousand people showed up it was crazy like the parking lot filled up um the cops came because like other tenants couldn't get out and i was like what all these people came for this and it was so crazy and then i just started meeting people and networking and then i'd quit the job at the nutrition store and started a consulting company helping companies like revamp their marketing networking meeting pro athletes and such and i was really starting to be like man this is turning into something and so i i dumped a really a lot of money into it had the logo redone had a website made and I just kept doing these community events and then I was really going to dive into it and then COVID happened and I bought like three thousand dollars worth of apparel all that and it shut it down and it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I kept the shout outs going and with everyone being inside it allowed me to kind of build the base up some more then once that was over you know I uh I'm always trying to think of ways to continue to grow it and do more things. And so podcasts have been blown up and I started to contemplate that. And I had the original idea for the podcast was to have athletes like pro athletes from different demographics, like a bodybuilder and like, you know, a cage fighter sit down and have dialogue. But then I realized there needs to be a moderator. So I was like, damn it, you know, I didn't want my face to be on it because I like that it remained for the people. But there was no way I was gonna let someone else host, you know, this thing that I'd spent years building. And so yeah, I just took over and I built the studio out and got some sponsors for it and just started pulling strings and favors and next thing you know, the show just took off and Uh, now we're planning the big expo, the Austin Fit Fest in September. So
0: I love that you just kind of like rode the wave that came like you, you put this out there as an opportunity just to like start shouting out people here in Austin. And then people are like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then you kind of just continue to ride that wave. What about you personally? Like what's your personal interest in fitness? And like, why are you even involved in that community in the first place?
1: Well, you know, that's a good question. It started, I grew up in athletics. Uh, I was a lot bigger than my family. Like I was saying, they're musicians, but uh, I always just, had a connection with it and then it was really when i started seeing results like i was putting size on i was feeling stronger i was feeling more confident and i always just had a passion in the industry and then in boise that's where bodybuilding.com's headquarters is in fact, the guys that started it went to my high school, like before I was there. But that's where they went, and uh, so it's a very fit community out there as well. So everyone's exercising. The gym's a big thing, and every year they do the big expo, uh, the bodybuilding.com expo. And so I was always surrounded by it, and I, I loved it. And then I, when I was done with school, I was managing a gym, and I just, I always had a passion for like being a gym rat, lifting weights, and being around people, and you know, finding that common ground. And then you know i always love the community aspect of it you know people overcoming challenges together putting themselves through some sort of you know restraint whether it's training or something and there's just so many health benefits to it and it's so funny because no one else in my family except maybe my mom is like really active the cool thing is is having it has actually helped me become more active now you know i started a show called just your average job where i go train with pros in their sport so that's forced me to you know start learning different sports because like I'm just a gym rat. Like I was telling you earlier, like I'm no health expert. Uh, (laughs) So people always assume that because I have this brand that like I like went to school for like, you know, sports therapy or like kinesiology. No, I went to school for like business management and to play football. I didn't (laughs) do any of that. And um, yeah, it just kind of turned into what it is. And it's it's really motivated me to be more active, learn, learn a lot more about Uh, health and wellness and different uh sports such as running and crossfit and strongman and powerlifting and jujitsu is blowing up out here and that's not talked enough about and uh you know it's really cool to learn all these sports so yeah it's it's definitely impacted me and then having that you know working at the store was uh and starting it was again an unplanned pregnancy it was something that was really fun and cool to do that now i'm kind of stuck with (laughs) and uh i'm really excited to see what happens with it just moving forward every day is something new happens well i think brother this was
0: just like wise decision on your part or whatever it is i think the fact that you built quote-unquote austin's fitness community versus like josh's fitness community allows you to actually continue to like build this thing from the sidelines and if the day comes that like you don't want to do it anymore you you have that opportunity because it's not based in your name so well done in your part
1: yeah no i appreciate it man it's uh that's that was the goal too was i think for the first you know couple years i i purposely wanted it to be something that everyone else felt like they had ownership of uh you know there was never any intention to like make a ton of money off it or anything now that i have overhead you know having the commercial space and stuff like i obviously have to make some sort of money but to me it was more about finding ways to connect people you know austin's a huge transplant city now like and it's very it's growing so fast but i've I've met a lot of cool people and then probably my favorite thing to hear is when I meet new people and they go, yeah, you know, I just moved here and I was following your page and i met people through there. and Now I have friends and this and that and, or, um, you know, your your page motivates me. I see other people's stories and it allows, you know, it motivates me every morning. And some people just, they use it to, uh, as an incentive to train. I get tagged by the same people every single day, but that is like, their motivation is I have to tag them. Like I have to, you know, get this workout in today. So I don't miss a a chance to be on the story. And it's like, wow. I post
0: about the community in this town all the time. And like, I can't say enough good things about just how supportive people are here in every realm. Honestly, it's phenomenal. So page started 2019, Instagram blew Mm -hmm. up. We're now in 2022. Can you tell us maybe some of like, the waves of this journey because obviously it wasn't all rainbows and sunshine the whole time so tell us a little bit more about that journey
1: a lot of it in the beginning was just marketing it you know getting it out there there was a lot of similar copycat pages or just other similar pages that were popping up that were growing much faster than me but they were doing it in a way that i didn't necessarily agree with i wanted to keep it organic i wanted to keep it focused on the people one of the things i have a problem with in the fitness industry today is that it's become very materialistic and overly sexualized don't get me wrong i can appreciate the fine ass women that are on there that look gorgeous and all that but that shouldn't represent health and wellness and so i you know i would get kind of like discouraged seeing these other pages pop up and they're just riding that wave and i wanted to keep it authentic i wanted it to be very inclusive of everyone um and as an example i held an event last year at lift atx i did like an open gym event and i was promoting it and someone messaged and said that looks like so much fun i said it's gonna be can't wait to see you there they said oh i'm not going i don't think i would fit in i go well what do you mean they're like oh i just i don't look like them there And I go, you don't have to, that's not the purpose of this. Like, it's just to, you know, bring people together, network, meet new people and, you know, maybe motivate you to do something. So I told this individual, like, you know what, come and you hang out with me the whole time. Like, I'll be right next to you. And if, if for some reason, anyone's mean to you, which I doubt they would be, or if, if anything happens, like I'll take care of it. And they came and. They got themselves a coach um, they've, they've just been growing like they're i've seen just this person's whole life change like that but that was really the the toughest part was i started questioning like am i doing something wrong like you know is there something more i should be doing like should i emphasize more on only putting up the you know the overly attractive people or the the thirst traps i guess is a better term but I stuck to my guns. I said, no, I'm going to give everyone a chance. You know, everyone deserves their day and recognition. Everyone deserves to have their story told, whatever they want to, you know, highlight their accomplishments. I'm not just going to put people on that, you know, just get the likes and, you know, get the uh, engagement and attention. That's, that's not how you build an authentic community. And uh, then, you know, with events and stuff too, I wanted to focus on the demographic of all fitness, which was a tough one for me to be included in because, obviously the only people i've really associated with since i started that are just gym rats and like bodybuilders and powerlifters i didn't know anyone in the running community yoga crossfit cycling you know swimming all these things and so that was one of the fun things for me was to branch out and reach them but again a lot of the copycat pages were just showing the the bodybuilders and then you know just The thirst trap girls and they were growing so fast and you start feeling like you're a failure but i'm proud of what we have and i'm i'm happy i didn't give in to the the pure pressure of just doing what everyone else was doing i wanted to stand out and and keep it authentic and keep it for everyone so anyone that's listening can get a shout out on there it's free i don't charge anybody just to get a feature.
0: Well, that story you just told about this person that you invited to the gym and just like kind of hung out with them. I want you to know that literally like gave me goosebumps because yeah. that's so cool to see how like you're, you're seeing the actual lives being changed, like oh, literally crazy. right in front of you and stuff like that happens. Do you have any other stories like that that you can share of like things that surprised you that came from this community that you didn't expect?
1: Oh, tons. I mean, I meet people that, uh, the you know what the coolest thing is too, is there was a really, there was one time I was at, i was at house of gains it's up in georgetown i was just gonna work out in and this is before i started the podcast so no one knew who ran the page and the funny thing that i would always see are people that tag it like crazy huge fans and they have no idea who runs it i'd be sitting right next to him and uh i met this guy that was telling me about the page and that he said that he saw other people competing and that motivated him to hire a coach and get into bodybuilding and now it's like his full-time passion and he's like winning shows and doing that. And he said that all that started because he just saw other people competing because bodybuilding is so massive in Texas. And uh, he said that it helped him get sober. It helped him, you know, get out of toxic relationships and make new relationships with people. I met a a guy that met his now wife through that page. Yeah, (laughs) he followed her and like (laughs) slid in the DMS Uh, and now they're married. You know, I've met. Um,
0: Don't try to do that. Anybody listening to the show? Yeah. Don't be creepy. Yeah. I've, oh man. Anytime,
1: I'll always tell the girls too that like post. I'm like, I'm so sorry if you get like yeah. DMs full of creepers. <laughs> Can't control that part. But right. it is cool to like see groups form. You know, uh, I just hosted a boat barge. Uh, I do. I like to do boat parties, uh, like a summer kickoff every year. And watching people connect on there, that you know, make friends. Like, it, it really has been one of the highlights of my life to have played a role in that. And there's this one guy that I met, he just had moved here. I'm trying to remember his name. I think he's got yeah, Raven is his name. And I met, name. yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and I met him at the the same event, the lift ATX event. And he, uh, he's now got himself a coach. He's, he's very confident. When I met him, he was, you know, he's very friendly, but you could tell he was reserved and shy and almost like insecure to a, a certain extent. And now he's, he's always connected he's out doing stuff with people. He put himself out there and the the community really was receptive of him. And that was something that was like a proud dad moment, kind of like you see like everyone just being very receptive of this guy and bringing him in and including him on stuff. And, you know, he, he just seems so confident now. Like he's always posting himself flexing and doing his like workouts and stuff like that. And it's, it's really cool to see compared to when I first met him to know that, You know, I kind of had a role in that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I can relate to so many things you just talked about, about how like even from this show as well, I've had people reach out to me and be just be very inspired by some of the things that you talk about and like to see how it's like actually directly impacting people. And like, I also wanna just make a note too, something that I've heard you say a couple of times now is about how there's something about doing hard things as a community with other people mm-hmm. that just bonds you and brings you together yep. and like makes you closer. I mean, that's really what the military is based on, right? Yep. Like do hard things together and that brings you closer together and fitness is a way to do that.
1: Absolutely, I mean, it's there's no better bonding experience than going through hell with someone. Like I played, so I played college ball and I was at the first place I went to was a small school. It's called uh, Butte College in Chico, California. And the spring workout was, it's to this day, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, people were passing out and coaches were cutting them on the field. They would pass out, like throw up. They'd be running and puking and they'd be, you just puke on my field, get the hell out of here. And we'd never see them again. And, you know, these are guys that we have completely different backgrounds, different personalities, all that. Yet we went through this ex- extremely intense and in, in rigorating training together and it we just became so close. And just I still talk to them. It's been almost close to ten years. And it's it's amazing how it can bring people that are completely different individuals together just through one similar brutal workout. Totally.
0: So I know uh something that's very popular now and I'm a huge part of it is like the sauna ice tank cold plunge yeah, type stuff that's going on. I haven't done that yet. What?
1: Yeah, I need to. Yeah. Oh, see a, um, Josh. Yeah, I I've done like the cryo stuff, but I haven't done the cold plunge here yet. But I've seen everyone do it. I need to go jump in on that. I got a friend, uh Angela Gargano.
0: So oh yeah. I was literally just talking to her today.
1: Yeah, she I see her do it all the time. She was a guest on the show. Yeah. And uh she uh She's been doing it, and now, and I saw Rogan posted it today too, and I yeah. was like, "Man, I, I'm missing. I need to go get that a shot."
0: So. so, being from Minnesota, I'm gonna I'm gonna slam on Texas for one second. Don't yeah. get me wrong, I love Texas, but being from Minnesota, I've been doing like the whole cold shower thing for mm-hmm. years now, and I got into it purely because like. Mental health. Honestly, there's something about like getting under very cold water that after I get out of it, it's the best I feel all day, every day from a mental health standpoint. And so like coming here and like taking quote unquote cold showers is not a cold shower. So anybody taking cold showers in Texas, I'm like this is nothing. This yeah. is this is lukewarm
1: at best. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
0: so being able to do
1: the ice plunge is what's like way better. What's the cold water what's the benefits of that just a shower, a cold shower?
0: Same as the ice bath type stuff. So like if you actually dig into some of the research of like doing cold bath stuff, mm-hmm. it's honestly There's not a lot of great stuff about it in terms of like some people claim it's like great for recovery or grateful information and some of that stuff. If you look into the research, it's not all that profound the thing that's most beneficial, though, that I can swear by is that I never want to get into a cold shower or a cold tub or whatever it is. But when I get out of it, there's like just like when you work out, there's an endorphin dump that happens that just makes you feel happy. Yeah. And just jolly and just like want to like hug people, and you just get this dump of endorphins that happens. I
1: wonder if it's like the feeling after a great workout time. 100%. Like it's just overcoming like a challenge.
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: I need to go try. I know they have one over at, uh, what's that gym? The Squatch.
0: Yeah. Those yeah. are my guys. Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: I worked out there for the first time like. Two, a week ago or two weeks ago it was great it was hot. Uh, ross was sweating.
0: bray noah cj any yeah. of those guys um,
1: I, I haven't met them personally i know okay. i've seen them use the show again it's so crazy that there's so many people that um big supporters of it but i've never actually met them in mm-hmm. person yet but uh, i am familiar with the names but yeah i maybe you and me we'll go schedule something we'll go do that
0: so literally actually this is total side note but literally i'm going there tomorrow to meet with some of those guys to work out so if you want to go let me know but Let's talk a little bit more about Austin fitness community. So you've obviously built a pretty healthy, awesome community here. And there's a degree of, I think that we can learn from of just like branding, community marketing. What are some of the lessons that you feel like you've learned over the last three years from some of that stuff?
1: All right. Yeah, this is, this is definitely more of a field that I'm confident in. So with branding and marketing and things like that, I focused on consistency. Obviously I could go Monday through Friday. Everyone gets a a shout out and I switch it up every week. It goes like male, female, male, female, and then, you know, such and such. And then Saturdays are for companies like local businesses. They, that's how I monetize it is they pay for advertisement. So it allows me to continue the growth of the page and and stuff like that. All the money that I make through AFC goes right back into it. Like I'm not out there like, thanks and (laughs) balling, you know, so, and I I try to keep it very affordable and cheap, especially now with people struggling, but I, I focused on brand awareness brand marketing you know i have banners and i'm trying to get them in all the gyms but uh very simple things i try not to oversaturate it with too much wording too much you know too many crazy graphics like if you ever go see a banner of mine it's black it has the logo and then it just has like instagram website you know there's not much more to it and i just focused the biggest thing i i I tell because i you know i do consulting for a lot of companies is just consistency try to refrain from oversaturation of like verbiage and too many like crazy images and things like that and and then really just community outreach, you know, supporting the community, like what you put out there, you'll always get back, especially in Austin. Like you mentioned earlier, Austin is a very supportive city. It is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like everything that I have is because of the people here. I didn't just do this and get lucky. Like there's no way I would be where I'm at without the support of people and, you know, complete strangers that just, they believe in the brand and and they're very supportive um, of whatever I do. But that also comes because of how much I've put into trying to do stuff for them. A lot of companies, they just they just depend so much on social media and it can't be. It's got to be a tool, not a crutch. You can't just expect that, oh, if I pay a bunch of money on ads and, you know, if I just post these things all the time, like, you're going to get that ROI. Like, you have to actually physically still go involve yourself in, into communities. And I've seen a lot of companies that aren't big on social media, turn into million dollar companies because they go to everything. They're at every business, they're at every event, farmer's market, whether there actually is a, a booth or they're just showing up. I encourage people all the time, like go to these things, network, meet people, Collaborate, cross promote with them. You know, you're never going to go wrong with just more exposure. I I do see a lot of companies struggle where they just they. It's almost like they're too cool. Like we're just going to focus on these things and be very selective on on where you put your money. Like make sure there is a return on investment. You know, one of the things I always say when I throw an event, like say you have a company and you want to be a vendor. My events, I charge vendors based off what I'm bringing to the table. So if I say I do like an open gym event and I have no special guests coming or anything, more than likely I'll make it free for vendors because what's the point of me charging them if the return on investment is not guaranteed? Like Mm. I know a lot of people are gonna come, I know they're gonna get taken care of, but I'm not gonna charge them if there's no incentive. Now, if I throw an event and I got these big names come in, all these celebrities, yes, I'm gonna charge them because there's an incentive that has been created you know, people are going to come to that because of these individuals, they're going to see a guaranteed flow of traffic. And and then it's up to them. I can't hold their hand through everything. I, I've worked with companies that expect me to do everything. And I'm like, listen, man, this is your business. Like, I'm here to open doors for you, direct you on the path. But overall, you have to be the face of it. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of companies that have amazing individuals that work there that lack work ethic. And I've worked with a lot of them, especially, you know, in the medical field, like chiropractors and physical therapists and stuff. I mean, incredible at their job no work ethic when it comes to networking and community outreach and stuff like that. So
0: I love that you hit on this idea of getting out and mixing it and doing the things that I always say aren't scalable per to say, yeah. is I think so many people lean on the fact not that there's anything wrong with social media. You're right. Yeah. It's a great tool. Like you can get TikTok and get half a million followers and do amazing things. But I think you're right. I think too often we use it as a crutch as opposed mm. to just a tool to continue to build what you're already building. Absolutely. Because I, I think especially to anyone who's in this space, of like health or fitness or wellness, there's a very good chance in that profession, you're going to be working one-on-one with somebody likely hands-on, likely very close to them. And so as a friend of mine, who's a personal trainer said, he goes, what's the first word in personal trainer personal, Personal, right? So like, let's get personal with people and actually do the things that require you to get out and shake hands and kiss babies. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of my clientele in the beginning were trainers and you know, what I did was I I kind of scaled back their business and I I looked at everything, kind of put it on the table and then I just started getting them involved in stuff, you know, social media we used to highlight their clients, to highlight them training as well. But a lot of it, I focused on two things was collaborating with other companies. So like you're now promoting that you're working with these companies and community, but you're also using their platform to grow yours and referral programs, things like that. And then brand awareness was a good one. If you ever see any of my clients, I always put their logo on everything. Every picture they post all that it's their logo. And I had their logo the same guy that designed this logo. You know, it's, it's all about being seen constantly. Yeah, I do see a lot of trainers. It just, they just post themselves flexing and all that. And then they're they'll put kind of like a, a really half-assed DM me. I got two slots open or something. And I'm like, no, you don't. You have a ton of slots open. You're just trying to create this false demand. It's authenticity too. People, we live in an age where people are, like I call it call out culture. If you ever notice, like you got people that are always, you meet someone and their first reaction is to almost disprove you or like prove it. Like I people are so accustomed to being lied to now that it's very hard to meet people that are authentic. So they want to know that you're legitimate. So they'll, they'll test you. So if you're just authentic, you never have that problem to worry with. You know, you just, you, you come with receipts is a good term to use. And, well,
0: especially our generation. Yeah. Our generation is so bullshit proof. It's unbelievable because yeah. we grew up in that.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's, in a, it's a mixture of entitlement. And then it's like people put more effort into trying to look successful than just putting the actual work in. The best thing that I'd heard, uh, I was at a, a meeting once, is like, if you're successful, you don't have to tell anybody. They'll just know. Like, they'll know who you are. Like, let your accomplishments be, do the speaking for you. And that's that's one thing that I really try hard to do is, is not talk too much about myself when I'm out meeting people. I, I try to let the brand speak for itself and, you know, let others almost kind of like do it for me. Like, yeah, he's doing this, he's doing this, because if I start patting myself on the back, then... Nowadays everyone does that that your first reaction is like yeah whatever you and everyone else here so it's really just trying to be as authentic as possible.
0: Dude I learned something a while ago that I tried to share with people because it was like one, a, it was one of those just like quake moments and my brain exploded when I heard it and they said that the only reason you would lie to somebody else is because you care more about their opinion of you than you care about
1: of yourself. Absolutely. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's so good. Yep. Well, I was very fortunate to have friends that called me out. So I I grew up getting bullied, like, vigorously in high school to the point where i actually moved um out of idaho i went to hawaii <laughs> yeah right after a, you're right, kind of a big guy i wasn't then i had long like longish hair and i was skinny i was about 170 okay um i was skinny 170 yeah. i weigh like 155 <laughs> well the, it's crazy so yeah i i had um how tall are you uh, i'm like 6'2 two. Oh, so, okay yeah well, I, yeah i i just was lengthy but i i the thing was I never got like physically beat up or anything, but man, I got met like messed with so bad that I I tried to switch schools. My senior year, all my friends went to another high school. In fact, I didn't go to any of the school dances at my high school. I went to another school's prom my senior year. Like yeah, it was, it was bad. And I could never figure out why people bullied me to this day. Like I don't, I never did anything to anyone. And uh, I realized they're all just dicks. But when I'm, Got back, I started hanging out with um, one of my childhood friends, Bo, and uh, another guy I grew up with, his name was Parker. They kind of taught me a couple things. Like one, who cares what people think? Like, fuck them. Like that was always our our go-to saying, like, well, fuck Mm them, like we don't care, you know? We just started having fun and we didn't really care about the reception of people, you know, and then at the time we started partying and hanging out with all the Boise State players who at that time was like the number two team in the country. They had Kellen Moore and, Doug, Martin, all these guys. Uh, Kellen's like the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys now. And they were just huge. They were superstars. And we were hanging out with them all the time. And they were so uncomfortable around us because they were trying to, you know, put this thing up. They were the guys against the wall at the party just staring at people. And me and my friends are goofing off. But the cool thing was is I did lie a lot because I was – it was like habitual lying. Like I just lied about stupid shit that didn't matter. You know, I was so insecure because I wanted people to like me so much that uh, I just made shit up mm-hmm. like on the spot, like things that just didn't even matter. Like they would ask me if I did something. I'd be like, yeah, it never did it ever. You know, it just like see you go see that movie. Yeah, I've seen that and <laughs> never saw it. Just stupid stuff like that. But my friends, they called me out. They started seeing this trend. And so they started investigating everything. And God, it was the worst feeling when you just get called out to the point where I was like so scared to lie because even to this day, I won't lie because like I just, I have that fear. It's so embarrassing. And then you feel like such a piece of shit. You're like, why am I lying? Like, what am I doing? So now, yeah, I just try to, you know, to stay authentic. And then it is kind of cool to a point to like not know stuff because the follow-up is you get to learn something new. You know, and, and just being brutally honest with people is like, yeah, I don't know. And then if you don't care to know, you, I don't you don't have to explain it to me. You know, just being very f- blunt and straightforward. I feel like society's lost a lot of that. Totally. It's very inauthentic. And uh, I was watching a clip of Elon Musk on uh, Rogan's show talking about how social media has played a role in that. You know, you have all these people that are just highlighting. All these like, whether it's a false perception of happiness or just their best moments and everyone's stacking filters on to look prettier and all this. But in reality, they're not very happy people. You know, they're they're very sad people. And that's why they do that is they're trying to fill a hole and just kind of just get a taste of those endorphins, just those those likes, those hearts that gives them that fulfillment. And that's kind of a sad thing, you know? There's there's really other ways, authentic ways you can be happy.
0: Well, it's even like a personal growth hack too, is when you start being honest about just things in your life, it forces you to confront the things that you weren't able to confront otherwise, because that's why you were lying about it. Yeah. Whether it was to yourself or somebody else, the only reason you're not talking about it is because like you're unable to face it. So it's like shining the flashlight on the thing of, oh damn, I do do this thing. And I yeah. just admitted that I do this thing. Maybe this is an issue.
1: So I. Played college ball to prove to others that I was a football player. That was me trying to get a, a fulfillment of security, and I went through some serious trials. Like, cause I rode the bench in high school. I I tried to go to Boise State. They were like, Nah, dude, we're number two in the country. Like, you don't even have highlights like from high school. So then I had a buddy that was playing in Chico. I I walked on down there and they didn't even want me. And this is a junior college. Like they let everyone on. Uh, but at the time I didn't know it was like the best one in the country, but yeah, I had to work my way up. And then after that I transferred to Sacramento, uh, is another junior college out there. And, uh, I finally played and I was playing. And then after our last game, our bowl game, I realized I hated playing college sports I was so tired I realized like I didn't have a passion for it I was just trying to prove to people it was almost an identity crisis like mm. I, I wanted to be seen as someone that was cool and respected and that was why I did it and I left after the the one year of actually playing and starting and you know I overcame a lot I was proud of my accomplishments but I didn't feel like I, I needed to force that anymore and so that was kind of what transitioned into fitness was I came back to Idaho I was bouncing it bars and doing security and then the gym i was working out at i just asked if i could work there and i that's i got that's how i learned how to market and got really good at sales and things like that i was a lot more proud of that than i was trying to be someone that wasn't me you know inauthentic so
0: yeah you hit on identity crisis there and i actually have never shared this on the show but so i was in an eight-year relationship at one point it was seven or eight years (laughs) a long time and yeah, and long story short, uh, we broke up obviously, and she broke up with me, full disclosure. And it was exactly one of those moments of exactly what you're talking about of identity crisis, because it crushed me. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize at the time why it crushed me so hard. And now looking back at it, I have some, I I can't fully understand because I've never been through it, but I have some empathy now for people who are playing a sport and then they're unable to play the sport anymore or like whatever the identity is, is because for me, I had my identity wrapped in that relationship, that family, being a boyfriend or whatever, being a part of this family, being a part of this community, being a part of this friend group. And then that all gets stripped away. And then you start asking the questions of like, well, who am I? Yeah. And, like, now what? What? Am, where is my community and what do I value and what do I like now? And you go through this huge phase of having to try stuff again and yep. having to find new communities and find new people and find new interests. And that is, oh, my, anyone who's ever gone through identity
1: crisis, like, that sucks. It's, it is a terrifying experience. I mean, I've had to end friendships because of friends that could not let go of the past. I mean, one of my best friends, like, I just... You know, dude's 31 or something, and he's still talking about football and stuff in the past. He's gonna play. I'm like, dude, that's move. Like, move on. And and I've noticed too. It's kind of a crazy thing. Is a lot of people. I I've noticed this trend where a lot of people will turn to religion. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen it, and especially back home where they all of a sudden can't be the most popular. Like they peaked in high school and things like that. So they go to religion because it's the only thing where they get this. It's so fake, too, this acceptance. Like, it's everything seems so forced. It's all this forced, like, acceptance and, you know, you're this and that. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, you're prolonging the problem here. Like, this, this isn't a solution. It's just, it's a temporary fill. There's no healing in this. And, again, I was... Very fortunate to have friends that were brutal. Like, it was, it's something I'm always appreciative of. My friends did not hold back. And uh, to this day, like, I hold my friends to the same standards that I hold them to. You know, I have friends that have a hard time leaving certain aspects of their life that became toxic behind, and I'm brutally honest to them. And I go, if I'm messing up, I expect the same from you. And they, they do. My buddy Mike, the big guy, the keto Hulk we were kind of talking about, he holds me accountable, and I hold him accountable. We are very... Brutal to each other, but I could not ask for a better friend for that because that those are the things you need. You need friends to call you out on your shit, and instead of playing along with it, you know it's it's so unhealthy to have friends that just they're so scared of that confrontation that they'll just play along with whatever road you're going down. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know? God, I love that so yeah. much.
0: I literally was just uh, shout out to my guy Christian. He owns Ford Strength here in town, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just I was showing him. I was telling you I was running earlier. I yeah. got into running earlier. And I was showing him some of my pace times for like how fast I'm running, Uh and uh, full disclosure, they were like 12 or 13 minute miles. And he's like, he's like, yeah, these are really bad. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And it hit me right in the gut, right. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, they are bad, aren't they? And he's like, he's like, yeah, man. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, like you're pretty slow. And like, but it it encouraged me to the next time I went on ran is like I did a 10 minute mile, which obviously is not amazing, but it's still like it showed me like he didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. He told me what I needed to hear, and that's what good friends
1: do yeah it it motivates you you know i remember training for football and i was doing tire flips out in the field i was with my my buddy parker and then we started doing shrugs with them and i mean we're flipping them 100 yards in the heat and in idaho it's cold as shit all year except june july and august it's so hot it's like today and I just remember telling him I can't do anymore. And he like screamed at me and was like, you're going to do it. And then we did it and I felt so good. But it was like, I remember in Sacramento too, wanting to quit. I wasn't getting like playing time that I wanted, and uh, that I thought I deserved. And every week I was like, I think I'm going to quit, man, and all this. And he was like, you've worked so hard to get here. Like, what are you doing? And, you know, just having people encourage you and that see your potential instead of just you know, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, there's other things and they just they just play this game. And it's so, it's you know, we need more of that in society because I've seen everyone's so afraid to hurt someone's feelings. Totally. And I'm like, fuck your feelings. Be better. That's really where it comes down to. This whole participation trophy mindset is so toxic because all you're doing is just... Telling losers that it's okay to lose when in in fact you're telling you know You should be telling them like if you want to win you have to work harder, right? Like with the exception of like a couple sports all sports are performance-based best performing person wins There's no shortcuts Powerlifting, things like that. Just be stronger like train harder like sometimes there's always gonna be someone better than you and you just got to work your hardest because that was what I learned with football. I trained so hard. I was so salty of how high school ended between getting bullied, riding the bench. I got kicked off the wrestling team my senior year by my teammates, they voted me off. They later told me that the coaches like told them to to all vote now. It was, that's a whole bullshit story. But oh I, yeah, man, I was undefeated too my senior year. Like I was so pissed. And so I just remember being so upset because i felt like i had got screwed over and then my last game of football uh, in sacramento i remember just enjoying it taking it all in every game i i I took a moment just to like appreciate that i got myself here that there were no shortcuts there was definitely no favoritism because i had no footage like i had to work for everything i got and then the bowl game i was exhausted and I was happy when i left there was to this day there's no regrets there's no i never really identify as a football player i don't meet people and go oh i'm a college i was a college football guy like no i accomplished what i needed to and i was ready to move on and
0: something i think a lot about and have a number of conversations with people here in austin about is rites of passage basically when you become of a certain age that you do something that basically holds you to a higher standard right it used to be something very caked into just Cultures and tribes where when you turned 16 or whatever your age is you went out into the woods with a shaman and you lived off the land or whatever it is, right? Of like doing something hard that basically shows you you're no longer a child anymore. You now are an adult and we now hold you to higher standards. You're talking about like that idea of just like everyone gets a trophy and everybody wins. A lot of that comes down to that. We don't have this rites of passage. We don't have this coming of, no, you're going to have to work hard for the things that you want. It's going to be challenging and you're an adult now. And I think so many of us and myself included is that like, I wish, I would have had something like that, that brought me into this new realm of thinking, this new standard, this new, you're now an adult. So many of us, I feel like are just walking around as like grown
1: children. Yep. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you nailed it on the head. I was, you know, my dad was uh, raised in Montana, like old small town called Kalispell. And he raised us to work for everything we wanted. There was no handouts, there was no nothing. I mean, he, he to this day, he's still landscaping. People are very entitled. Like I didn't get my driver's license till I was 17, but my dad had this rule where I was like, I need a license. He's like, why? I was like, to drive. He's like, you don't have a car. I was like, I'll use yours. He's like, no, you won't. <laughs> and basically before we could even get a license, he said, we need to have a job so we can afford a car and car insurance. Mm. Cause he was gonna make us do it ourselves. Yep. And at the time I was so pissed. All my friends were driving, like everyone's that. But looking back on it now, I'm very appreciative because I worked my ass off. In my first car, I bought for 125 bucks. It was a 92 Honda Accord. If I hit the gas too hard, the stereo came out. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I wrecked it too, like like three months into having it um, right after graduation. But, you know, it's that mindset though, that like everything I have, I just... I know that i'm gonna to have to work for because if you sit there and you wait around or if you expect someone else to do it for you it's not gonna happen and i hold people to that standard and i had a really good mentor when i moved here he was my boss at the nutrition store this guy was great his name's ben Wright. you could not ask for a better employee or representative the thing that he really i had a lot of a really a good couple of mentors and bosses um, at previous jobs and the one thing i learned from all of them was Don't ever ask people to do something you wouldn't do yourself and be the hardest worker in the room. Like, Mm. always stand out. And so, like, that was one thing I always did because when I was at the store, I had, dude, I had the worst employees sometimes. Like, they would come in and they just wouldn't do anything. And I'm like, what are you doing then? Like, why are you here? Well, I don't get paid enough for this. I'm like, you agreed to the wage. (laughs) Like, it's not like I tricked you, you know? Like, I interviewed you. I told you what we paid. You said yes. And now it's like like I'm asking you to do things that guess what I'm doing too. I'm not selling different products than you like I'm not doing anything else. You just don't want to work hard. You just want to show up and get paid. That's how a lot of people are. So for another example is when I worked at the gym back in Idaho. I had this boss named Robert. We're still great friends to this day. He took so much pride in what he did even though he got treated like crap from the uh, the corporate guys. But he he learned how to like shock the pools. He did all the custodian work, all that, even though he didn't have to, but he knew that in order to hold himself to a standard of the employee that he knew he could be, he just put in the extra effort. And I think kind of coming full circle, that's what lacks nowadays is no one wants to put forth the effort because they feel like, what's the point? They feel like they might not get the payout they expect. In reality, it's it's more of a character flaw. Like if you go into it thinking, immediately you're entitled to some some form of compensation whether it's money or something else you're going to be disappointed it says more about your character to just be the hardest worker in the room without any expectation of compensation than it does you know any other other way and that's that's what i noticed with a lot of people nowadays is no one wants to work hard anymore no one wants to work it's insane to me how Just no one works anymore. You're seeing it more and more too with
0: the millions and billionaires out there where they're just actually not even giving their money to their children. Like none of it because they realize of what you're talking about is the more important issue is the character issues that come with just being handed all these things. And it's not to say like they're going to make their children starve and not support them or not help do what If you want to go do help people in Africa or whatever, they're going to support them. But at the end of the day, it's what characters are you teaching them? Right? Like what values are you teaching them?
1: And overall, what. What I'm trying to do here is is try to eliminate all those things that have become so divisive in just the world, whether it's politics or social issues or materialism um, in the fitness industry and all that, and try to bring it back to its roots of just Having fun learning about different areas of health and wellness and the different demographics of fitness, you know, maybe bring a a power lifter into a running community sometime and introduce those two and that's what the Austin Fit Fest is it's a giant multi sport fit expo, we're going to have competitive tournaments of jujitsu CrossFit powerlifting strongman Olympic weightlifting arm wrestling and then we'll actually have a cage fight too. The it's Thumb,
0: thumb wars as well? Thumb fight. Oh shit,
1: I'll get in on that. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have meet and greets, a bunch of celebrities, different things like that. And to me, I thought it was really cool to get all these different sports in because now you're gonna have an influx of people from different backgrounds mingling in one arena so that's one thing i was really excited about and i've been working on that for almost two and a half years now people can find that at austinfinancecommunity.com or Or, uh, it's on there it's at austinfitfest.com it's tickets are already on sale right now we've sold a ton you know we still have spaces for vendors open as well but we're going to start pushing the marketing on that really hard here probably middle of july just start announcing all the guests that are coming all the events i'll probably start doing that next week kind of like showcasing which events are happening and remind people uh, of the dates of the event september 3rd it's a one-day event yeah i'm hoping to just keep it one day because two-day events are tough oh, yeah <laughs> you don't you don't sleep yeah it'll be at the palmer event center it's right across the street from terry blacks
0: perfect and we'll have all that in the show notes and by the time this episode comes out we'll be sure to have it promoted and people can find out more and anything else you wanted to pitch on that event
1: the Fit Fest, no, it's still, a lot of that stuff's going to be unraveled as it gets closer. I'm really excited for it though. It's uh, the Strongman is, it's like different aspects of it. So there's an international Strongman competition. So they have professional Strongman from, I believe, 20 different countries come in. And then they're also showcasing the United States strongest, which is Big Tech's gym got a bunch of local Austin gyms to basically have their strongest members come in and compete in either powerlifting, strongman, and strict curl. We'll have the world record holder and world record champion, uh, Leroy Walker, there doing strict curl. And uh, then. I know we've been talking about having even the Texas strongest veterans there, which is a event that's ran by Wes Whitlock. He owns rogue American apparel. Not sure on that. Uh, I hope it happens. He's awesome. I love talking to those guys and then just filling it. I want to get as many celebrities in there and as many booths, And I want to jam pack that place and make it super fun for people and just keep going bigger every year. Kind of what I do with this and the Austin fitness page. Holy crap. I wake up. There's like 250 new messages. Like messages mess. Yeah. DMS. Yeah. People tagging and I have to go through all of them and vet them out because you get some crazy ones in there. You need a VA man. I know. Gosh, (laughs) I need a lot, but it's cool. I like to keep it authentic. You know, I like knowing that people know who they uh, can reach out to. Right. You know, I don't always run it. I do have people that help me, but most of the time the rule is they're not allowed to message people back. So if you message it, you're more likely going to get me. So, Good to know. Two more questions.
0: One is where do you see Austin fitness community moving forward? Obviously you have the event coming up, but other than the event, from a community standpoint, is it just kind of continuing to grow the community? Is there certain
1: brands you're partnering with? Like what does it look like? So that's a good question. I get asked that a lot. I have no idea. Um, it's, uh, I didn't even know like two months ago that I would be here. It's, it's growing so fast, but it's, it's very organic in the way it is. I'm really just following the demand. You know, if it makes sense, I'm with it. I love partnering with everyone. I I will work with everybody. Nobody gets favoritism. Uh, I get a lot of crap from people for working with big techs a lot, but they've been so great to me. They're like the only ones that from the jump have just offered unconditional help but i will work with everyone like if if it makes sense and it adds value to the brand for everyone more than happy to you know i get people that want me to do big community events like every week and stuff like that but when this logo is attached to something i want people to be excited i feel like if i do too much it, it oversaturates it and devalues the image and i don't want that i want whatever I'm a part of to carry a lot of weight and a lot of value that everyone comes and that everyone involved gets something out of it as opposed to just trying to do something every week. Yeah. I just, you know, the podcast is growing so fast. That's insane. It's crazy to have people come up to me and recognize me, which happened at a gas station. And I was like, are you messing with me, man? Like I thought he was like being sarcastic. No, he was, it was genuine. And I'm just going to continue the growth of that. I got some cool shows coming up. I have contingencies just in case it it becomes more of a national thing, but I'm hoping to just kind of continue. Uh, I'm going to run a really big sale on all the apparel coming in July. Just get it out there. You know, I, I have a really good connect for that, so I'm able to keep it cheap and affordable and it's good stuff like this. These are, you know, they're good quality shirts. I didn't want cheap crap, but I like making it affordable so everyone else can get it as well uh like i was saying partner with everyone i love working with everybody you know if it makes sense i'm more than happy to do it and then you know just continue to do more fun events uh get more special guests in uh from all different walks of life uh eventually want to get the podcast where i'll get a lot more local individuals like yourself on and like i was explaining to you earlier i i'm building the base right now with Mm -hmm. all the big names i'm bringing in but i will start bringing in local enthusiasts, just anyone, business owners, things like that. I just want to make sure that if they come on, that they get something out of it. Like, I don't want to just bring someone in and then, you know, no one really sees them or, or cares to watch. And
0: so So I have one more question before I ask that question, something I do with all my guests is I just acknowledge them for showing up and really what I saw out of them. And I see so much just honesty and integrity out of you. And I just want to acknowledge that. And I also think too, that it's incredible that you have such a heart of service for the community in Austin. And obviously you've gotten it back just as much as you've given it out. I talk about it a lot of just like how amazing, people are in this town and how supportive they are and the word that always came to mind for me was this abundance mentality of this town yeah people are just like open and genuine like big techs like constantly the wanting best, to help man. you out i
1: mean i love those guys to death they they will let you do whatever you need there with like you don't have to like give them money you don't have to do any of that like they just they love helping people out and that that has encouraged me a lot but yeah no i and i appreciate you man and i know uh i appreciate your persistence too you uh, it's a, it's I get crap for it all the time by people because I I get very persistent as well. And it's not a bad thing. You know, Uh, it's, we get lost in our days, you know, and sometimes I forget stuff, you know, I have a million things going on once. I really appreciate you being persistent, bringing me on. This is the first show I've ever done where I'm the guest and I, I could not be more happy that, you know, it's with you. And I do appreciate everyone's support such as yourself as well. It's so fun. And I've told people there's times that I, I get just burned and used, but and I, there's times i wish i could just be selective on who i help but i'm always in a position to help and i love doing it and don't see myself stopping oh, yeah and want to continue to help as much as i can and the city's been so great to me and i will only continue to get back and help out as much as I can and just keep, keep on keeping on. Karma
0: is a real thing, man. It is. <laughs> it is yeah. legitimately a real thing. Final question for you. So let's say we were to go back to 2019 and we're to talk to JJ of back then about yeah. this idea of like, yeah, you should build a community or yeah, build a or yeah, you should build a business or build this network or whatever it is. What's maybe the best piece of advice you could give to him. Had you been sitting down at a table with JJ back in 2019?
1: Knowing what I know now, I don't think I would change a thing. I would say do what I, I did in the beginning, which is remain authentic, stick to your guns, don't spend $6,000 before the world shuts down. It's um, a good one. Yeah. Hold on to that. Uh, um, just continue to keep it about the city. Keep it about the people in the community. Don't be derailed by similar companies or pages that pop up that just focus on the materialistic side of fitness. Just know that things are gonna continue to work out. And that was probably my favorite thing that has happened so far. It's in the beginning, I was very stressed all the time. Looking back now, I would say have fun with it more. You know, don't take it so serious. I was very stressed out in the beginning I didn't want others to derail like there were people trying to sabotage it there were people that were actively upset that I wouldn't let them have ownership or have part in it because I there was just things that they were doing that I knew was flaky and they used people and they, they were very big and gaslighting individuals and I just wasn't down for that and when they couldn't get, have a piece they try to sabotage it and uh, that was really discouraging so I almost folded a few times but just Stuck with it, and now looking back, I I would just say, yeah, have more fun with it. Have fun with the whole thing. Don't take it so serious. Everything I'm doing is working. Despite anyone that might conflict this statement, it is without a doubt the city's number one fitness platform. Find one that's bigger. Find one that has more community engagement than mine. Uh, we're growing a hundred new followers a week, and I'm talking real people. I'm too scared. I would never do bots. I'm too scared. You know, the website gets. Tons of visits a day, probably upwards of two hundred. I would say just continue to have fun. Yeah, I think keep it about the city.
0: I think as cliche as it sounds, the joys in the journey.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of learning, a lot of humility in it as well, and being humbled a lot too. Yeah, um, realizing that I don't know everything. You know, learning from my mistakes. That's that was a big one too. Was make mistakes, make a lot of mistakes because then you'll know what not to do. There's a lot of people that are so scared of failure that they won't even try. Mm. Part of when I consult for a lot of companies, I tell them that, like, that's, to me, failure, it's not a bad thing. It really does get this false image of the word failure is just so detrimental. To me, it's just learning. It's just another word for learning. And I fail every day. I pump at stuff all the time. Because the camera was short now, uh, I did a whole show, a podcast, and none of the audio got captured. And I was so embarrassed and it was such a good show. And then now I learned from that. So we do sound checks before every episode. You just gotta learn, you gotta fail a lot. It really will build character and it'll help you grow as a person too. And as a company, you know, for companies that are listening. You just bomb, just bomb all the time. It's not the end of the world. There's always a new opportunity around the
0: corner. Love it, love the optimism. Yep. Mr. Joe, appreciate you being on the show. Hey man, and, I appreciate uh, you having me on. Thanks yeah. again, man. Cool. Before you go, I just want to say thank you for listening to the show and I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you're looking for simple, actionable tips on how to market your health and fitness business or need help with your website, just go to CoryHa.com. Thanks again and keep on awesome, my friends.